Wow. Hi. Hi. It's me. Um, your, your friend and um, accomplice. Oh, your friend and accomplice. Hi. So I um, saw Melon, uh, friend of the show, Melonetto, on uh, Saturday. And I she was like, I love the theme tune. I always sing it. And for such a long time, I was like, a friend to you and a friend to me. She's a hyperlocal celebrity. It's sad. And I thought, wow, she really knows how to laugh at herself. Um and uh, wow, wow, just incredible. Uh, what have I done this week? I hear you very well ask. Absolutely nothing. And I will keep this episode short. This is my second time because I really got waylaid by like, it's the one year anniversary of my ex-housemate sending me um, a, a letter in the post asking for 15,000 pounds. So um congratulations to me um congratulations to the most stressful summer of my life you know um I'm I'm glad we're over it I'm glad um I'm glad I can no longer be like um I can I'm glad that nobody will um ever try and extort me for money based on quote-unquote my treatment of their cat um (laughs) Uh, you know (laughs) also I will say this I will say I will say this as a little like as a little gift to all of you um here's my like thoughts okay if you're ever in a situation like that where you live in a house with someone and you co-own the house and you would like to be bought out of the house um here are some simple steps okay step one make sure you don't like like ignore that person for a prolonged period of time make that person's life very like unpredictable and stressful uh, emotionally n- manipulate that person into apologizing to you a lot and um you know worry constantly about the financial viability of like you leaving and uh them not being able to kind of like you know <laughs> live um and um oh make sure that you make that person feel really really fucking shitty all the time yeah don't don't do that that's step that's step one be a good person and if you can't be a good person at least be generally polite and adult and don't ignore that person for months on end and then have a stranger come into the house and just sort of like always be hanging around while the other person's trying to work you know step one step two Uh, When you come to write them a letter, don't start with two pages of emotional blackmail and then ask for a bunch of money. Um, That's not how you do it. You say, hello, friend. We have been friends for so many years. And unfortunately, I would like to move out and live with a lady who touches my cuckoo. Um, You should say that instead of, uh, I can no longer tolerate your treatment of my cat. You know, you should... You should, yeah, you should prioritize your pussy, you know? Um, But also you should try not to be threatening uh, because you catch more flies with honey, you know? Uh, mm, uh, Thirdly, when you send them a letter with like the maths that you, that you, that you want, which is a very simple sum, you, um, so if you're like ever in this situation, you take how much you paid in for the deposit um, plus like the value of the house minus the value of the mortgage and it can be like a projected value of the mortgage for when you plan on completing the transfer so if you know that it's going to take you a couple of months to like get the paperwork in order and do it then like 
there. And then, um, you know, uh, you also have to deal with like, like, what are the fees around it? Are you getting out of a five year mortgage three years in uh, and all that jazz? And um, then get that number from there instead of um, trying to like, trying to say like, oh, I haven't been in the house as much as you. So you need to pay more for you the utensils for the last the utilities for the last three years, the ones that don't have any of your names on it. I'm I'm just I'm, <laughs> I didn't have my name on any of the utility bills here for three years that I lived here. I'm just I'm I'm saying it now just so that you all know um, a cry for help. You know, <laughs> sometimes you look back at the mistakes you've made and you're like, ah, I see it now, you know, and this is one of those situations. Um, so don't don't try that um, because it won't work. Also, make sure that your maths is correct and not just a made up number at the end. That's a that's a big one. Um, also, um, when you want to try and sell the other person your stuff, uh, make sure that that doesn't backfire on you uh, and you end up having to buy your stuff back from the other person. Uh, because I don't, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, <laughs> somebody paid for the sofa and, um, somebody paid, well, no, I, um, somebody, somebody, I'll, I'll say this, somebody paid for a printer that I did not buy. Um, and it wasn't me. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and a rug and, uh, lots of things. Uh, thirdly, uh, is, am I on number three? Maybe I'm on number four. No, number number four, try and be as amicable and friendly. And if you can, sit down with the person. Don't just ignore them and every two weeks send them a letter or a threatening email. You know, that's not how you get. That's not how you get what you want. Um, number five, don't rent a flat until you're ready to sell. That's a simple one because you will end up settling for um less. You'll settle you'll settle for less. Um truly uh there was a there was a period between like the end of September where that bitch was like I have rented a flat in October and I have to be out of the house cuz I don't want to pay two mortgages and a I don't, don't want to pay a mortgage and for a house and I had nothing to lose and that really gave the game away and that's honestly why it's rule number four uh don't don't rent until you're ready to go um truly number five um oh don't be an asshole <laughs> don't, don't be an asshole and spend an entire year kind of bullying someone and trying to get them to like let your like codependent girlfriend of three months move in and then yell at them when they're like maybe she doesn't bring any snakes with her um and then like you know when when the other person yells at you i have a childhood trauma of snakes because of snake attacks in my childhood don't um don't try and like don't try and argue with them you know like when that person yells at you stop trying to gaslight my emotions um maybe it's maybe you're in maybe you're in the wrong number six oh wait no number five don't be an asshole because that person will not forward your mail thank you um I 
I absolutely will not forward your mail. And, um, uh, that's that's just that's just where we are at the moment you know <laughs> even if you send me an email in January saying is there any post for me at the house I will uh, block you on the email thank you thank you uh number six and um, this is possibly the most important one and I've also forgotten what it was uh number six what is number six well I mean it's it's the date that I was born on you know the 6th of April so it is the most important yeah I, I, you're with me aren't you uh number number six uh oh don't be a liar um don't don't be a liar uh because uh, when you say you've instructed movers and that means your uh, elderly mother and your uh, your your um, your kind of uh, not very hands on girlfriend um, are are coming to help you move all of your shit out of the house, uh, you'll look stupid and I will sit in my office listening to you trying to get a four person sofa out of a out of a house with a tight corner <laughs> and I will laugh wow uh incredible anyway um number seven and this one's this one's a simple one this one's a simple one don't be an asshole um when you uh come to write your letter if you decide that you're gonna open with like nonsensical bullshit like uh, in May of 2019, you threw away a lot of things from the kitchen when um, they were like, they, they were that person's things to throw away. Uh, you're, uh, you're wrong, you know, like it's, it's not a, it's not a good move to assume that you are in the right when you are clearly in the wrong. It, it, it just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna play well with your audience. If you're like, wow, at one point you repainted the hallway and I deserve 15,000 pounds because you repainted the hallway without my knowledge or respect or consent. Um, when the other person has been repainting the hallway every year for three years and you've just never fucking noticed um, and you keep dragging your bicycle through the hallway and scuffing up the paint so that the other person, this other beautiful woman has to has to go every year and repaint the hallway um, you're, you're in, you're, don't, don't assume that you're, you're in the right when you're in the wrong, you know, like, don't try and like, don't, number seven is don't assume that you're in the right when you're not. Um, and don't, don't try and like, you know, have a morality feel to it, you know, like it's, it's not a moral thing. It's a it's a purchase and a sale. You know, it's a, it's a it's a shareholders meeting more than like a good or bad. You know, um, so that's like seven, uh, number eight, and I will um, I will say this for everyone uh, who ever is in the situation where they uh, would like to be bought out of a house that they owned. Yes, I know this is truly um, a very common issue for all of you. Um, all of you listeners, truly, I mean, the property owning masses that listen to this podcast. Number eight is very, very, very simple. 
when you go to a mortgage advisor to ask about the logistics of being bought out of your mortgage and the property uh, brings specifics. Like if you know how much the other person earns or, uh, you know, like you know that they're a freelance musician who frequently on the podcast says how much they earn. Um, you know how much money their grandmother left them. You know, like, you know, you know that you're three years into a five-year mortgage and that there will be fees, you know. Go to a solicitor and figure out what the fees for that would be, you know. So just come come with all the knowledge and um, don't don't act surprised when it's expensive to <laughs> to do all the things in the middle of in the middle of um, in the middle of a mortgage uh, with a freelance negotiating with a, a freelance musician like, <laughs> you know, um, who probably isn't going to use whatever solicitor you have, you know, uh, don't, don't act surprised that it's not going to be 300 pounds and that's it, you know, be, don't act surprised when it's suddenly 4,000 pounds to, to, to do. And, um, you're going to have to pay for half of that. Like, don't, don't be surprised. And it's coming out of your equity. So don't be surprised by that. You know, that's very simple. Also understand what all the money means. Understand what all the numbers are. That's number nine. Like when you're negotiating, make sure that they take out like the fees that you'll have to pay so that you're not terrified of going out of pocket because you're an idiot who didn't think about it. Um, that's important and don't then try and when the, when, when the other person hands you a perfectly reasonable, um, offer, don't then try and, um, send them the same offer back, but with the wrong numbers, like, like the exact same, like truly at one point I handed her a letter that said, I will pay you 6,000 pounds to leave. And she sent me a letter that said, I would like £6,000 to leave, but also I need to pay all the fees and I don't have any money. Um, so that was, that was uh, <laughs> stupid. Uh, and my final tip, number 10, uh, and this is possibly the most important one, um, probably more important than like, don't be an asshole, be a good person, <laughs> be a responsible adult, be mature, like check what you're going to do before you get into it. Uh, number 10 is very, very, very simple. And that is, um, oh, don't spend many, many, many years confiding with them all of your darkest, deepest secrets um, knowing that they are a gossip and they will tell people. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know, like, uh, your one friend, you know, uh, oh, um, also like, don't like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like when you go to therapy as part of a study, um, and they give you a bunch of free therapy, uh, in exchange for being part of a book and then you come home and you tell the person that you live with like oh you were the least mentioned in the book because you're the most stable relationship I've ever had uh, don't then uh, forget that uh, because uh, uh, somebody touches your 
your your hunanas and um and they're like I would like to not live here anymore <laughs> you know um also I'm gonna say this don't pick the, this is number 11 but when you move into the house that you bought at the very beginning don't pick the room that you think is the one because it won't be you know don't pick the room that like that like just is the biggest for the sake of it because um you will not sleep a wink like one neighbor will go up to bed at 1 a.m and the other will wake up at 6 a.m there will be loud noises constantly from the street and also every Saturday and Friday night the neighbor three doors down will blast music so loud that you can hear Katie Tungstall's Black Horse and the Cherry Tree or a dance remix of Fernando um, and you will not be able to sleep <laughs> you know I mean yeah, we we can but try we are but vessels for the Lord's work you know um and I just that's that's kind of my that's my top tips for if you are ever in a situation where you would like to be purchased out of you would like your equity and share in the household to be purchased so that you can leave uh be I don't mean to say like be diplomatic be nice but be an adult and be mature about it and also don't act as if you are the victim when you are um the bully and the aggressor <laughs> you know like don't act like you're not the asshole when um when you've been the asshole monster all along also make sure that the other person's name is on all the utilities because otherwise it does kind of look a, a little bit bad when they say that to people and people uh, worry about worry about them you know <laughs> anyway uh that was my top uh, 11 i guess guide to how to how to do how to do a transfer of equity as an adult um and that was from me uh, a woman who spent 52 pounds at superdrug this week so um you know i'm doing well when i've put off that much um that much that much uh, purchasing of toiletries um incredible um wow I I really nothing really happened this week but I did uh I did buy a garden arch uh that I'm quite excited about um it's it's truly like it's been um it's been a real revelation being able to spend money on like items that will last a long time because I no longer live under the constant threat of having to leave you know <laughs> it's nice anyway um Oh, I hope you're all doing well. I, I hope you're I hope you're doing okay. Uh, my neighbor two doors down uh, put all her clothes on the washing line and it was just a, a laundry line of just just like black clothes. Uh, so I'm worried about them. Uh, they, they seem depressed. Um, wow. Um, I did famously help some friends move this weekend with my extended household. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then I had a barbecue on Friday night um, with my extended household. Thank you. And then I rode my little bicycle. Well, I got a next bike. Okay, I got a next bike from the beloved Crash Wiggly's home. Um, and I cycled all the way, all the way back to mine. It's not like, it's not far, but it's like a far, it's a far walk, but like a nice cycle. Because uh, it's all downhill. Uh, much like my career and my life. Am I right, ladies? Anyway, um, so I was like... 
I like have my little short shorts and my little tank top on and I like got on the bicycle I was cycling away and I was truly like hair blowing in the wind like what pandemic like the most free and virile woman you've ever seen um what does virile mean virile means of a man having strength energy and a strong sex drive I mean, you heard it here first. Um, it's weird that they would say of a man, though. Like, it could be anyone. Um, seems seems a little gendered. Anyway, um, and then I I got a text from Melon yesterday. Uh, yesterday morn, because um, we were trying to, like, arrange a little meetup. And, like, she's been flat out working. And I've been uh, my myself. And I've been Sam Hickman. And you've been listening to an episode of Hyperlocal Celebrity. Um... And she was like, I was like, we can do tomorrow, we can do today, we can do any time, you know, time doesn't exist, it's fine, we have all the time in the world. And she was like, I literally don't, so we will do this evening at six. And so I got on another little next bike, I know, what an adventure, and I um, ventured in down to the bay. Thank you, this was my first, like, entree into entrevous, this was my first little, like, Mm, what 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 would we say? A little wander into uh, what the culture's up to, you know, what what the city center of Cardiff is like, what the bay is like. So, um, I get down to Cardiff Bay, and it's like it's like busy. It's like it's like busy for a pandemic. Um, it's not like packed. It's not like oh no, you can't social dust. But it's like um, everyone is like enrolled all plasts. Um, getting their like food from the restaurants in Mermaid Quay, and like. And like sitting, sitting on the steps, eating whatever it is that they're eating. And then like, and and that's the, that's the evening, I guess. So we go and we get some ice cream and then we walk around the barrage. Um, and then she's like, oh, I'm, I'm meeting some friends in the, in the city. And I was like, well, I live that, I live that way. I live North. Um, so I, so we get like a little coffee, a little coffee, a little tea. And we like walk up to the city center and I'm like, I must peruse in. I must see what it's like a Saturday night in Cardiff, you know? So it's like eight, eight thirty, and, and we walk, um, through the haze, which is kind of like a, a usual level of busy for eight, eight thirty in, in, on a Saturday. Um, and like we go into the park because uh, that's where Melon's friends allegedly were. But I think they had gone home. Um, and so we couldn't find them. So we were like, should we go for a drink? And I was like, yes, yes. I love a summertime drink. I love a little a summertime beverage. Um, so I am um, I'm raring to go at this point. Um, and so we walk down St. Mary Street and it's like. The restaurants that are open, literally half of all of the bars and restaurants are open, like half. Um, the ones that are open are packed, like rammed. It is like wild. This is this is like 930 now. And it's like absolutely packed. We're like, where should where should we go? Uh, we see like Turtle Bay is is a little bit vacant and Melon talks to like one of the staff members and they're like, no, we're, we're literally, we're done. We're like, cause everything closes at 10 now, uh, which I did not know. Um, like it's smart and it's sensible and it's what I would do if I were in power. I know, I know that's what you're all asking. Like Sam, what would you do if you were uh, in power, if you were uh, the first minister of Wales and a curfew of, of 10 PM for businesses, 
for pubs and restaurants is what I would do because um, it just limits the like the res- the onus to be on the responsible um, con- consumer, the responsible uh what do, what do you call it like a, like it's it's like in it's like in cheers where they're like where they're like cheers you know where they're like sam and diane um um what's the what's the what's the what's the term anyway uh it just limits the onus being on the ma- the general pop the gen pop um and puts it more on like an easy salute an easy fix but i did not know this so we were wandering down st mary street at like 9 p.m 9 30 like trying to find somewhere to have a little drinky poo um and it was rammed packed like the ones that were the ones that were like closed like the ones that were like like a seating area outside everyone's seating outside but it's like packed um some of them are absolutely packed. The ones that are like Coffee Barker, you know, the ones that are owned by the same company are like nice and spatially spaced out. Uh, the other ones are not so nice and spatially spaced out. Um, and it's just like we pass an, a, an Italian next to Taco Bell, um, which really made me think that I should definitely try and go to Taco Bell at some point. And um, we were like... It was like packed. It's like an Italian that I have never noticed and never seen before. Just like in the middle of St. Mary's Street, just packed with people like at full capacity and spilling more like it was wild. Um, And then I was like, well, I guess we're not gonna be able to get a drink. It's too late. I'm gonna go home. And I was like, yeah, good, good plan. So um, I'm like, I'm gonna get a next bike, because that's my vibe. Um, And we're at the bottom of St. Mary Street. And I like scan in to get a next bike. The thing will not unlock. It just like beeps for like a minute and a half. And I'm like, why will like I can't get the I can't get the lock out of the out of the bike to undock it and it's like stuck and I'm like what the fuck do I do um and then it gradually stops and it like returns itself and I'm like phew and so I try a different one and that unlocks and then I cycle I don't know why I like I get why I did did it but I I'm just like um you know so I cycle from the bottom of St. Mary Street, like around town to where I am. Um, and it's like truly seven minutes, it's a seven minute cycle ride. Um, but it is in fairness, a 30 minute walk. Um, I know it's like 35 minutes from the bottom of St. Mary Street. It's, it's a long one. Um, so I was like, so I, so I cycle and I dock like weirdly far away. Like I dock like next to, next to the, um, the Mercure, um, because then I can go diagonally through my neighborhood instead of parking at like the top and then walking all the way down. Um, so that was, so that was definitely a choice. Um, but it was such a, a, a busy day of walking. I know what you're wondering, Sam, how is your foot feeling? fine you know I I'm I'm doing okay I'm doing better than it's better than it was um and I've kind of stopped limping as much which is good and I kind of uh I'm doing I'm doing great uh but yeah that was my Saturday it was a very like it was really nice to be like out of the house like the other day I was um like I saw the beloved Cat Deerfield of women talking about Star Trek Voyager on Thursday um and I literally spent four hours out of the house like just just chatting away and then I went up to the allotment um but it's just like it's nice to be able to like get out and like have like like 
the thriving social life that I am used to, what I have become accustomed to. Um, Like, I don't know. I think I, I just, I, in my, in my infinite wisdom, I wish that they had implemented like extended, extended households or like social bubbles, whatever, whatever side of the border you want to draw your line. Um, I wish they had implemented those in like April. Like, I, I think, like, I think it was, in fairness, like, nobody, there were lots of people. I mean, did you see the amount of cases? There were lots of people who were clearly not um, abiding by the law. Um, but, like, I just, I, there were, I, there are so many in my friendship group that are, like, really small households, like, of, like, two people. And I'm just, like like it it doesn't make sense that we have to be like separate when we are such small households and and there are all these big households I don't know I just I wish they had brought um I wish they had brought in more like I wish they had viewed it as more of a as more of a like a mental health like social issue kind of mid mid pandemic peak uh, I think it would have, I think it would have really done a lot of people really well. Um, I think it would have, I think it would have been good. I don't know if it would have like helped so much with like the, the cases and whatnot. I don't know if, I don't know if it would have like done well in, you know, stopping everything, but I think it would have just been like, cause I, I think the people who, who did, who like weren't doing it anyway, weren't going to do it anyway. Um, but me, I, uh, have been following the rules to a T because I, uh, view following the Wales, uh, coronavirus lockdown rules, um, as a form of dissension against the UK government. So, um, here we are, um, Wow, I you know, and then today I went up to the the Wigglies again, and uh, we had our little uh, in person RuPaul Zoom Zoom Rucap uh Rucap Rucap, um, which was fun. So that was that was nice. Uh, that that was that was nice. A lot of a lot of stuff happening, and then they're coming down this week to um, like on Tuesday to help me put up this arch, which is very exciting, um. Yeah, it's just nice to be able to see people. Um, that's been good. And I think it's been such, like, a long, uh, like, uh, you know? It's been such, like, a long, uh. Also, we can have, like, 30 people, um, in a, in a, in a, in a outdoor space, social district. We can have, like, events or whatever. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe, maybe I do a little concert with some friends, you know? Like maybe I put together a little, a little tiny program of some friends, and we all do a little concert, a little social concert, you know. Maybe that'll be fun. Uh, so uh, look, look forward to that. Maybe at like a parking lot near you, you know. Anyway, this has been an episode of Hyper Local Celebrity with me, Sam Hickman. This is solely liable. Oh, wait, I have to, I have to. Um, uh, oh my god that was so funny um I'm just I'm reading I got the letter that um my dead husband sent me um one of them um and there's like it's truly like at one point she tried to argue out of getting out of like 50% of the legal fees because she didn't have to be part of the remortgage um which was like 
truly a hundred pounds. Like the remortgage was literally a hundred pounds for the remortgage and transfer of equity rather than just the transfer of equity. Um, and it was, she tried to like argue that she was like 300 pounds. Bearing in mind, like the fees for them, like for the whole shenanigan was like, like truly three to four thousand pounds like just to like you're losing money by doing this <laughs> what what what's your what's your goal <laughs> oh my goodness anyway um honestly honestly um i i just want to say how grateful i am to have uh, put 2019's incredibly complex and privileged personal drama behind me uh, so that I can badmouth my old housemate on the podcast and in person to anyone who cares to listen. Um, I, I kind of like, I stop trying to like, like I, I, I talk about it a lot, but like Kat Deerfield was like, you will take as long as it takes and then you will stop talking about it. Like, don't, don't force it. But I'm also like, I just don't want to be one of those people who constantly talks about it. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I mean, like, it was such a turn. It was, it was such a turn from being like a good friend to being an asshole. You know what? It's, 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 it is, it is what happens. It is what it is. It also is like the classic, like, you know how they say like your brains doesn't stop like, forming and developing until like you're 25 I think it's like that I, th- I think it's like that and it with me it went like vloop like I am the icon that we all see in here today um whereas with that bitch um it was just sort of like 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 a balloon slowly defl- like a bouncy castle caving in on itself it just sort of went went bad anyway uh, I hope that you go good this weekend. Um, this week, uh, I have been Sam Hickman, and you have been listening to Hyper Local Celebrity, a podcast by me, a woman who is unburdened by the pandemic. Um, call, I might as well be a furloughed worker because I am unburdened and untethered, you know? Um, wow. Uh, tune in next week for, I guess, I guess I have to, like, do something next week. I'm gonna, like, do it, set, like, a challenge for next week. Like, uh, what am I gonna, what I want, maybe next week I go to, like, a bar or something. Yeah! Yeah! Um, so you don't have to. Uh, uh goodbye. <laughs>